The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on webmasterradio.fm. It's Thursday, October the 7th. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. And, uh, well, you know, we don't actually have a, have a show today. We're just sort of winging it. We're making it up as we go along again. And, uh, Dave, brother, how you doing? How you doing, dude? I am doing uh, just fantastic. Just got back from moving, like, wardrobes around and, and stuff like that and getting some new, new stuff for the office. But, uh, you know, there we go. Uh, got back in time to do the show. Thank goodness. Well, I made that, made sure that was going to happen. And uh, looking forward, there's some things I am looking forward to chat about. I know you've got a, a few items on your to discuss list, um, but later in the show, I want to make sure that we can touch on uh, Google TV. Um, there's, you know, obviously lots of lots of buzz about it going on right now. Um, great article by Chris over at uh, over at Web Pro News for our listeners as well. But we can get to that in, in just a little bit because that's one of those topics that could well just suck through time. Um, oh, that'll why keep don't we us cover going some of the sure. things on uh, on your list first? Um, the things you'd well, like to, uh, to chat you know, about. there's been a lot of stuff that ha- that's gone down this week. Um, let's start with like the seismic search stuff, stuff in the search media, um, or I'm sorry, in the search engine uh, marketing world. Greg Bozer, Web Gorilla, one of the originals, one of the pioneers of search engine optimization has sold his company, Three Dog Media, to Blue Glass. He's joining as a senior vice president of search, and uh, his partner, Dax Herrera, is also coming in as uh, director of product development. Now, Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what to make of that. What about, uh, I mean, uh, what, that, what that really is, is going to end up meaning, but big congratulations to, to both parties, obviously. Um, what are, what's your take on it? What do you think? Well, you know, we've been talking about Blue Glass a lot in the last uh, four or five months uh, since Chris Winfield, Lauren Baker, Jordan Casteller, Dave Schneider, um, Brett, um, Brent Casotis, and, you know, and uh, Danielle and others have just decided to join up as a sort of like a super group, a, uh, superstar, a superstar rock band in the uh, search marketing and social media industry. And... Um, I think you know their original their original conglomeration was all about getting bigger and bulkier and you know being a much stronger search marketing agency uh, to to offer a wider array of services to uh, to uh, clients who you know these days seem to want a bulked up agency to to, to work with. Yeah. Um, Greg and Dax have been building tools. They've been making phenomenal tools for the last, um, oh, four or five years. Um, and Dax is also just a, a blogging, programming genius. So we know that part of the Blue Glass strategy is to uh, 
develop apps and develop tools, both for search marketers and also for their clients. And uh, it just sort of makes sense that Greg would come in and uh, bring Dax and, and the talents at Three Door, or I'm sorry, at Three Dog to, you know, build again a much stronger company. Um, I think it takes quite a bit of money to make Greg wake up in the morning. And, uh, you know, Greg's one of those guys I don't get out of bed for, you know, ten for less than $10,000. So, uh, you know, kind of makes me wonder how much money was on the table when, um, when, uh, uh, when they purchased Three Dog. I don't know if we'll ever know that unless we can get Greg to come on the show and spill. Um, I think it's great, though. I think it's a, it's a seismic announcement. It's certainly got everyone's attention. It definitely does, and I will give, uh, you know, obviously credit where it's due. I'm always hesitant um, when I see companies trying to expand or trying to offer, you know, cornucopias of different services um, out of one agency. I mean, we've all, I'm sure all of our listeners has either witnessed or been part of a, a disaster story born of that I want all my services in one place, and, well, you're probably not going to find an agency that is truly expert at all of these different things. But, I mean, the, the way that they're doing it, basically going out and going, oh, we want this, well, let's find one of the best in that field, and then we're just going to bring them on board and, and acquire them. I mean, they're definitely going about it in a way that sort of circumvents um, the, the pitfalls that generally agencies will face when they try to, to offer um, too many services and become a jack of all trades and master of none. They're just, you know, bringing on board masters in each trade. Um, you know, and, and in some cases, some duplication, obviously. But um, it, I think they're actually creating for themselves, and I'm sure you agree, a, a solid, uh, solid agency um, that should perform very, very, very well uh, across a, a wide array. Um, and I think it, it'll be a good fit for a lot of um, large-scale companies that need to to cascade across multimedia. Um, and, well, and multiple areas. You know, I think uh, I, I, I think that this is going to be a successful company. Um, the Winfields know how to run successful, expansive, uh, transparent, excellent companies. I remember 1020 yep. just such a good feeling about Chris, Win Chris and Diane Winfield's uh, old company, 1020. Um, and, you know, all the folks at Blue Glass. Uh, I, you know, I, I've known them for years. They're really good people. I've um, had a great deal of fun with each and every one of them at one time or another. And, uh, well, yeah, my, my, my hat's off to them. But, you know, speaking of blue glass, something really funny happened yesterday. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, okay, I'm, I'm back up a little bit. I had a remarkably crazy day yesterday. You wonder what I did? I might. <laughs> okay, say well, I'm going to tell you anyway, whether you want to know or not, because it's, it's my job to talk for like the next hour or so, right? Um, yep. Okay. Traveled about a thousand kilometers. I met a finance minister. I met a heritage minister. I met a couple of senators. I met a former premier, a couple of legendary publishers. I had two Timmy's double doubles in one sitting, and I hang I hanged out with Alan Kinnick for like nine hours on an epic road trip from Toronto to, to the nation's capital, Ottawa, Canada's capital, Ottawa, 
where we went to a uh, party for, for one of our clients, um, what I'm calling a quote-unquote establishment party, because, you know, the party was, like, right by Parliament Hill, uh, tons of people from the from inside the Canadian government, civil servants, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, during that time, on the ride up to Ottawa, um, Alan and my third partner, um, Lindsay Walker, was busy communicating with us through Twitter and by cell phone to win the Blue Glass Florida contest. Um, Blue Glass is holding a conference in uh, Tampa, uh, December 2nd and 3rd, and they were giving away, uh, as a prize, uh, four tickets to the to their conference, one round-trip airfare from anywhere inside the continental United States, um, and, uh, you know, a few other, a few other prizes, and, um, Team Digital Always Media won the, won the contest. Oh, how fun is that? It was great. We were, uh, Alan and I were halfway to Ottawa when Lindsay calls and goes, we won, we won, we won, she was screaming and, 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 and I was so happy, and, uh, Got to ask, here's a couple of the questions that they had during the quiz. Um, this is open to, I'm, I'm going to be asking Dave directly, but it's open to anybody in the, in the um, chat room. This is the one that I actually, I think they got wrong. I'm pretty sure our answer was right. Um, Dave, when was the last Google PageRank update? Are we looking for month or a specific day? Because I'll be honest, I don't know the specific day. No, just give me a month, more or less. Okay, that would be, what are we in? What are we in? It would be August. Okay, you know what? I said September. Actually, my first okay. answer was right now. Uh, yeah, Carrie, since they update stuff all the time. My answer was yeah. right now because it's always going on. But uh, right. the correct answer was April 2010. Now, really? I remember that. I remember that big update just before May Day. But, yeah. um yeah, I'm pretty sure that there was a fairly significant update, August, September, and again, it's a, uh, it's Google. It's a rolling update. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I, I assume, and I think you too, that the question's geared to toolbar page rank, right? But, I mean, you, your answer is right. If they didn't include the word toolbar, then you're right. It's happening, I don't know, a second ago, and, and now, and then now, right? So, um yeah. Anyways, but at the end of the day, bad answer, right or wrong, you won. We won. So uh, myself, uh, Alan Kinnick, Lindsay Walker, and Rob Woods from Victoria. We were we were Team Digital always, and uh, now we have four tickets to a conference in Florida. Uh, definitely, definitely, one of us is going to be there. That means we have three tickets. I don't know what we're doing with them, but I'm thinking of holding a contest. Gonna see what Lord has to say about that. <laughs> scoop him. I gotta scoop you, Lord. Um, moving right along, let's stick with social media for a little while, okay? Okay, let's do that. We had uh, last a couple of weeks ago. We had uh, Christine uh, Slashinger on, talking about uh, the new back end at Twitter, um, the, uh, the the new Twitter page where you'll see stuff happening on the right-hand side and then what would be the content box on a regular website. Yep. Did you see her articles over at Search Engine Watch over the last couple of days? I did. I did. Um, and as did any of my Twitter followers. Ironic. Um, 
you know, that, that she's being promoted on Twitter for this article. Maybe you want to take it away. Well, apparently, if you're a uh, application developer, you know, somebody who makes applications that work with Twitter, and, you know, I'm not going to name any outright because I'm not suggesting any of them actually do this. But think of all the applications that, that make Twitter an easier medium to use. Yeah. Well, to for that application to work, the stream, your stream, has to flow through that application servers, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That means that unless they're protected in somehow, encrypted somehow, all your messages, your tweets, your retweets, your at whomevers, and your direct messages are readable by those application makers. So Christine ran a couple of experiments, and including some with Twitter application makers, and discovered that, yeah, in fact, your uh, direct messages really aren't that private after all. You know, that's funny. I don't know how many times you and I have, have chatted on our show um, about the fact that people's privacy, you know, where, where I'm you know, adamant that people's privacy um, is their own concern. Don't put anything out on the Internet that you don't want the world to know. Um, and, and, and in this case, I mean, I'll be the first to say it. I never really thought about that. And... It, it, I mean, I immediately, okay, look through my direct messages. Okay, you know, there's nothing in there that, that's of concern. But the fact that it never crossed my mind that this is a problem, that TweetDeck has all of that information from me. Um, and, and, of course, they do. And when I think about it, of course. But other people won't be using it like that. And other people may have some stuff they're going, it's a direct message. It's like an email, right? Um, you know, some people may get get bit in the butt there by that one, and that's a an interest. It brings to light that, gee, maybe I, and I don't like, don't like to say this, but maybe I'm a little off base um, on, on the sort of more adamant stand that I take towards privacy when even I, and, and, and I'm sure yourself, consider yourselves to be pretty protective of my data, pretty aware of, of the weaknesses of the Internet, and didn't quite, it didn't even cross my mind that, right, TweetDeck's got all this or any application that I'm using. Uh, for Twitter, has got all of this, all of my direct messages. I did view them like an email, um, and in fact, they're they're not. No, I mean, but I mean, think, think, think about the different email applications we use too. Because the thing yeah. that that Christine's uh, story prompted in me, the thought that it prompted in me wasn't as much, oh my goodness, uh, Biz and Ev are like laughing their asses off at at my private uh, tweets. I, my, my, I hardly think that. Um, right. But it makes me wonder how many cloud-based applications are really privacy sieves. Um, oh, and you're right, yeah. Dave. I mean, like, the easiest way... You know, you know the easiest way to, get, to avoid getting in trouble with the cops? <laughs> don't break the law. Yeah, don't break the law. <laughs> easiest way to avoid having your privacy screwed over on the Internet is don't put something up there that you wouldn't want other people to see because this is a very public medium. <laughs> Indeed. It's, Indeed. It's kind of mind-blowing that, you know, people screw up like this time and time and time again. But, you know what, 
and I hope I hope he's listening. I monitor my nephew's uh, uh, Facebook page because, like you know, I know the codes. Yeah. Okay. I know I know kid code, right? And uh, I see the most outrageous things that if uh, if his parents knew about, you know, like my my brother and sister in law, um, they'd be uh, they'd be quite pissed. Now people are just putting this out there, just like. Not even thinking about it, um, and I think yeah, it is going to come back to bite a bunch of people in the ass. Um, if I was a uh, developer, a uh, Twitter developer, you better believe I'd be looking through my data, my database, uh, looking for the names of people who have applied for a job. Yeah, I'd want to know everything I could know about them before, like you know, putting them on my payroll. Mm-hmm. So careful, folks. Careful, careful. And if you are wondering what some social networks are holding on you, some of the information that they have on you, well, Facebook will let you know now. You can actually go to Facebook and download everything you've ever put up there. You can download your entire file. It's called Download Your Data. Um, and it was announced by uh, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg the other day. Um, still trying to figure out exactly how to get the data. Um, I uh, was away from my desk all day yesterday, so I didn't have any time to do experiments with this. But apparently, they will send you a zip file. It could be anywhere from 10 to 30 megs uh, via email that will contain everything you've liked, disliked, um, everything you've allowed, all the all the stuff you've put up in uh, Farmville or what uh, or Mafia Wars or what have you. Um, so your Facebook profile is now available to you. And Facebook still has it, but at least it gives you a chance to see exactly what you've been doing. Because you know, we type, we, I type status updates like uh, like I type paragraphs. Like, boom, it's gone. I don't, I, I forget I've done it afterwards. Yeah, I think we all do. Yeah, and I think you know people are pretty damn careless in the. Uh, in the social media, I don't think that there's a lot of people who are as um, interested in privacy as five or six people online who, who appear to be interested in privacy. But I really do think people really should uh, start yeah. thinking about it in the future, lest they end up on Google TV. <laughs> fascinating, um, do, fascinating development, hey? What do you think about Google TV? Um, you know what? It is a fascinating development. Um, I'm going to tear just headlong straight into that. But you know what? I think we're going to need a, a good, sizable chunk where I can just get ready and, and you two and launch into like a 15, 20-minute um, tirade. Um, I have a feeling we should take a commercial break before that or George is just going to, you know, kill one of us. <laughs> yeah, well, in and, that And you're case, closer um, than I am. <laughs> um, in that case, it's a great idea. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davis from Beanstalk SEO. You're listening to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm on Thursday, October the 7th. Stay tuned, friends. We're going to come back and flip out on Google TV. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. 
Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. Stop sending pointless emails late at night to pretend you work harder than everyone else. When you should be working with the premier B2B on-air and on-demand podcast network on the web, webmasterradio.fm. Our team will customize your message to reach the affiliate marketers and merchants that access our network every day. Contact sales at webmasterradio.fm for a consultation today. Every affiliate marketer wants to build their own empire. Lavish trips, new cars, fancy threads. You know, be the talk of the town. That's why I found my empire with Empire Media. They work around the clock to customize my campaign. They have the connections, the clout, and the custom offers to monetize my website at every move. My website is measured and monetized to the max thanks to Empire Media. Look up EmpireMedia.com, E-M-P-Y-R-E-Media.com, and find out how fulfilling full-service affiliate marketing can be. Empire Media, reign over your competition. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey y'all, welcome back to Webmaster to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's Thursday, October the 7th. Uh, this is Jim Hedger of Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beamsuck SEO, and uh, we're gonna talk TV. We're gonna talk Google TV. To be honest, I'm not even sure what the hell we're talking about. Dave, give us a rundown on Google TV. Fair enough. Um, Google TV it's gonna connect via either um, router, um, and I am hoping fingers crossed, um, that we will be uh, able to get um, one of the um, hardware manufacturers um, from Logitech, who is uh, going to be doing, if you don't have um, the Sony TV that, that will connect uh, to Google TV via the TV itself, um, you can get a, a box built by Logitech, um, not available yet, um, that will allow you to connect using, you know, it'll be that port between um, Google and, and your just standard TV. Um, so I, I'm hoping next week, fingers crossed, we will have one of the, the people from Logitech um, on the show. I'm trying to line that up right now uh, to talk a little bit more about it. But what it basically is is, is exactly what it sounds like. Um, it's Google presenting you with television. Um, it'll be a, a new connection between your television and the Internet. Um, obviously, we're going to be providing, you know, or we, um, they'll be providing TV, but in combination with the TV, 
um, will be all the other standard features that you would expect from Google. Um, so we'll be integrating in search boxes. I, I saw a couple examples um, that were really, really cool, um, which would be wonderful to have all from your TV. For example, I don't know, the Big Bang Theory. It's on you know this evening. I know that because I you know I've got it calendared in. I'm going to be watching it because uh, I'm you know I'm a geek and, and that's one of the shows that we watch. Um, in in uh, you know this example, you would be typing in you know you want to watch it. You type in you know the Big Bang Theory. In the results, yes, it's going to have that show. Yes, you can click through straight to it. Um, alternatively, it'll also be showing some related search results in the mix, clearly demarked, you know, which is, is which. You can just go straight through to the show. But if you want to see, see you know, some short videos, some trailers on it, say the show's not on, you know, oh, I'm three minutes early, um, watching some trailers from YouTube or, or this, that, the other thing, integrating in, you know, the IMDB ratings of movies or, or this or that, um, getting a chance to witness or to have all of this available at the same time um, right, right through your television. From a marketer standpoint, I mean, I, I like it just from a user standpoint. I, I think it's fantastic. Um, I, I'm going to put myself on, on the waiting list to, to get one of these, one of these boxes. But um, even more to the point is as a marketer, I think this is absolutely fantastic. And one of the things that I love the most about this as a marketer um, is that and, and we all have, like, what, two, three-second attention spans now, people in our, in our industry. Um, huh? and, and in chatting with more and more clients, it's becoming apparent that it's not just us. I thought it was just us. I thought it's because we searched for a living, so our attention spans had shrunk down. No. So are our clients. So is the average user. Our attention spans are, are minuscule. Um, I know it, it, it annoys the heck out of my wife because I'll be watching TV and, oh, you know, they mentioned something, pull out my iPhone and, and go. You don't have to anymore. You can have your t- <laughs> the, the, uh, the TV playing and pull up a fully functioning search box and, and, and access all of these other you know, web pages and things while you're watching the show. Um, so fantastic for people with these, these, these minuscule attention spans. But that's from a user standpoint. Now, as a marketer, we've talked and, and I've said my favorite paid advertising is Facebook. Um, it's the one that's been most effective for me in, in, in not me using it as a marketer, but me using it as a searcher. When I'm on Facebook, I would say easily the most paid ads I've clicked on in my travels over the Internet are on Facebook because okay. I've said I like Arrested Development, and they have a little pop-up, want Arrested Development posters. Oh, what do they have over there? Right, And, and, and overall go. Um, well, now we're giving Google exactly that same power. They know what, what I do for entertainment. I mean, they, they've always kind of known, you know, what, what am I searching? But now we've come to Google and we've said, here's all of my, my, my search history, because, you know, you, you've got my account information. So you know all of my search patterns. You know all of my search history. And now you know what television I watch. I mean, and, and I'm going to give you the ability to fire ads at me in real time. You know I'm in Victoria. You know I'm watching this. You know it's about dinner time. I mean, we, we've now taken personalization to the nth degree and really just given Google a license to print money um, through, through the advertising that they'll, they'll be able to deliver, both through the search functions um, of the TV while we're on, uh, you know, while we're watching shows, um, but also just right through, you know, standard commercial breaks um, and feeding perfectly 
targeted ads for my region, for my time zone, for my for everything. Um, to me, this is probably one of the most significant advances in in recent times, and it's going to have its its hiccups. But from a marketing standpoint, because the the thing that I find so wonderful about this, and you can tell I'm excited about this, right? Um, is that I, I search a lot. I spend a lot of time on computers. I spend a lot of time interacting with, with paid ads and, and things like that. But it's all at work. I, I don't spend a lot of my leisure time on computers. I spend some, but, but not a lot. My leisure time in, in positions where you have an opportunity to advertise at me is spent on a television. Um, I mean, I, you know, I certainly do have things other than computers and television, but when you can advertise at me, it's computer or television, and my computer is predominantly for work. Television is predominantly for play. Um, now, I, I've, I've got this, this fantastic avenue for Google to shoot ads at me, and the thing is, is I'm going to appreciate it. I'm going to appreciate it like I did to, with Facebook, because their ads are going to be better. I'm going to have to have watched ads anyway, but we know Google's going to be able to target better than just generic. Um, you know, I'm watching TV at 6 o'clock in Victoria, so Shaw's going to fire this ad at me. I mean, these people know my search pattern. They know every show that I like. They know everything that I watch. Um, the, the data they're going to be able to collect is fantastic. They know what ads I click on. They'll be feeding me exactly what I like. So I'm actually, not only are they going to be able to, to feed me more ads, but I'm going to appreciate that they do because they're going to be better than the ads that I had to watch before. Uh, it's it's just an absolute Which win for Which really for isn't saying very much. I mean, a lot of the ads on TV are quite sucky. Mm -hmm. um, quite sucky indeed. And a lot of the ads developed for local markets are either like really absurd, like Vern Funk, or yeah. really, um, well, sucky. Um, well, exactly. I mean, Vern Funk's a, a kind of a weird exception because you're almost, I mean, admit it, you're kind of entertained by that. <laughs> I am totally entertained by that. That's better than a fart joke. Oh, my God, um, Vern Funk. Is it, anyone, um, after the show, during the during the news, I'd suggest, go to uh, go to YouTube and just type in Vern Funk. you got to see this. you guys got to see this stuff. Too. I love Vern Funk commercials. I'd buy, I'd buy that product any day. Just because oh, he's funny and creative, but Google TV opens a whole bunch of questions. I want to I want to really jump into. Um, TV is very different than the web. We have a totally different way of relating to, to TV, a different way of watching it, different way of thinking about how we're spending our time. It's not nearly as interactive, at least not yet. Right. Um, TV is a lot more social than web surfing. I can actually sit down and struggle my way through uh, yet another episode of Murder, She Wrote, with my parents. But I'm really not so interested in, um, say, pursuing my father's stamp collection hobby right. as he surfs online. So when making stuff for this medium, and it's going to be... We're, the web is going to be moving to television, whether marketers like it or not. Um, how uh, how does it change the way we relate to the stuff that we're making? Um, for instance, I sit much further away from a television than I do from a computer screen. Does the font size have to be larger? Am I making a specific page for television and another specific page for the web? Is that going to allow me as a search marketer to run roughshod in the back end of the algorithm for a little while until they shut it down? 
Uh, I mean, a zillion questions get open. They're suggesting okay. you use Flash for Google TV. Yeah. What's that going to do to design ethic and also to the way we create search uh, affect search results? A whole host of interesting questions get get open. They do. I mean, it's it's a whole slew of interesting questions and a whole slew of, of very interesting. I mean, we we head into another sort of form of the Wild West again um, because the rules completely change. I mean, let's look at, and I, I think we can all agree oh, and, here. And, and before we go further, let's, let's remark. The rules completely change next week. We don't have six months to think through this. It's happening no. next week. Yeah, well, exactly. And I mean, we, I would say arguably, no, not even arguably, the most successful um, advertising effort put out in the last, certainly within the last year, probably within the last decade, is Old Spice. Oh, very fun. But not. <laughs> not um, okay, not I'll, I'll disagree yeah. with you. I'll, I'll go with with Old Spice. Um, and 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 what made them enormously successful, and we spent almost an entire show talking about it, was when they merged um, their online and their offline. Well, now we've given advertise. Well, we haven't. Google has given advertisers the ability to target their ads. So it's not just this shotgun approach, hey, we're going to show this ad, see how popular it is, and then we're going to show, you know, do this, this Twitter thing if, it, if it's popular enough. I mean, kudos to their marketers. But right now, with this, with this new setup, we're giving advertisers the ability to come in, build three ads, four ads, and go, here's the ads I want to show, here's when I want to show them, and then we're going to target that exact message to the same users on their computers. So we're going to do this double branding. So we only want our paid ads to show up if this ad is shown up. I mean, you know that's coming, so that they're tying in. If the, the user has seen this ad on their Google TV, this ad will show up on their computer. But if it hasn't shown up on Google TV, the branding ad doesn't need to show up here. I mean, just so many different permutations about what's going to be available to marketers to tie television and, and, and paid search together and just regular search together and personalized, personalization of results. Um, it, it's just going to be a fantastic, fantastic opportunity for, for marketers and a disaster because we've all, you know, as, as you call it, we don't have a long time to figure this thing out. Um, and it, it will start out as the Wild West, of course, where we're all just kind of figuring out what works. Google's going to be figuring out how to launch these features that we're asking for. Um, but over time, it, it will happen. We will be figuring all of this stuff out. And probably, arguably, my favorite thing, and this is, is just kind of pathetic that this is my favorite thing, but my iPhone works as the remote. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of cool. And, and, I, and that I just thought, I was like, okay, that's, that's fantastic, because I may lose my remote, I never lose my phone. <laughs> so, um, so I mean, that's, then that's just, just kind of fun, which, of course, also means I'm going to have many more features um, to do. I'll be able to look things up on my phone if I'm missing a show and I'm out and about. I'll be able to look it up on my phone and start recording it, right? I mean, just some, you know, some, some absolutely um, wonderful features to, to be added. And I think from a marketing standpoint, it's just beyond the scope of, of anything we've, we've seen in, in recent times. Um, probably since since the launch of uh, of AdSense, um, well, not since then. When I said this comes out next week, what I really mean to say is this comes out for Christmas. Mm -hmm. This is designed for the shopping season. There is either an iPhone uh, one's going to have to purchase, or um, 
a controller made by Sony or Logitech, both of which are apparently coming out next next week or in the near future. Yeah. Um, webmasters, SEOs, uh, going to throw the URL back up into the chat room a second time. Your world's about to change, designers. Your world is about to get way bigger. Your opportunities are about to become far greater. Think of the YouTube revolution. Like, yeah, um, I enjoy watching... Um, damn, what's that show about the geeks who live in the apartment with the hot waitress across the way? Big Bang Theory. Big Bang Theory, thanks. Yeah, I like watching that, too, uh, periodically. <laughs> Not that I remember much of it. Um, but... I don't know if this is so much about network programming as it is about um, capturing the extraordinary amount of free content that's being created and uploaded to YouTube and finding a way to super monetize that. Bet you that we're going to be looking at a lot of YouTube stuff in the near future. Um, You're right there. And I mean, shouldn't we have called that? And I mean, many people did. Um, when they started allowing higher and higher definition uh, videos and longer, longer videos to, to be uploaded and stuff like that. And make so, if they wanted to monetize uh, YouTube, here it is. Navigation, new kind of screen. Okay. So they're suggesting that you design for 1280 by 720 or 1920 by 1080 resolutions. I think that's enormous. <laughs> Seriously. <Yeah. laughs> I think that's amazing. Um, and again, What's tickling my brain, and, and actually kind of hurting my brain, since it's hard to figure out what, exactly what to say next about it, is everything that we've been doing for, you know, 10 to 15 years is so far back on the track now. Um, this is a, you know, it's a, it's a new watershed moment, if... Google TV actually takes off and people adopt it. Because let's remember, this is a Google product, folks. 50-50 um, chance of this actually happening here. But, <laughs> you know what? That is a very good point. But uh, this one looks for real. Seriously. Uh, internet. TV. Free choice. Three things Americans love. <laughs> How... I mean, if this was a Yahoo thing, I, I, I'd be saying, don't, don't, don't sweat it, it ain't going to happen. But, I mean, seriously, how can you screw this up? I, I don't know, and I, I, I hope we won't find out. I mean, obviously, I hope we won't find out, because I'm, I'm very, very excited by it. Um, I know there's, you know, um, Alan in our, in our chat is, is predicting that it's going to, uh, it's going to kind of suck. But, um, well, and, I mean, and you know, it I guess, probably will on some levels, especially for webmasters and for search marketers. We're going to have to wrap our heads around this really, really fast. Um, oh, yeah. Great for paid search marketers and even better for the large-scale agencies. Well, I mean, yeah, from that context, I mean, you're right, and, and we were chatting about some of them earlier. Um, Indeed. Um, and, and, I mean, you're right, it is going to cause some, some real hiccups, but it's going to be exciting. Um, you know what, at the end of the day, what it all will boil down to is, is that paid advertising rate, and I think before we head into the next segment of things, we need to do a little of that ourselves. Yeah, you know what I was going to say? It almost is the end of the day. we got 20 minutes to go in the show, so we should take another break here on WebCology on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always.
Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. Stay tuned back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. My.AFCON2010.com My.AFFCON2010.com Your social media source for AFCON 2010. The trade show where affiliates always attend for free. Sign up today at My.AFCON2010.com Check out photos and videos from our past events. Plus check out our blog and discussion forums. Start socializing today and tell your friends to sign up now at My.AFCON2010.com Sign up today at my.afcon2010.com. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money. You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. Purse Strings, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey friends, we're back here on Webcology, which can be heard here on webmasterradio.fm every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. You can pick us up in iTunes, you can listen to us on iTunes Radio, you can find us in the webmasterradio.fm archives and other fine podcasting distribution services out there. And uh, Dave, before we move on, I just want to mention some of the stuff that's happening in the chat room right now. Um, Alan B., Alan uh, Blyweiss is, you know, very concerned about this. Um, he thinks your Wild West analogy was totally appropriate. Um, there's going to be a lot of hacks, so be ultimately a great opportunity for anyone who can take the time and devote the resources to provide services to it. It is going to be an uh, intellectual nightmare for a while. And um, Alan B., I just want to add, it's also going to take money. Like, get ready to, in to invest in or get your clients to invest in creating more complicated campaigns. Um, we're going to be creating video ads for our clients before 2011 is out. There's no question about that. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I mean, I, I think an interesting point about that, it's, it's 100% true and it will cost more. Um, but what I see happening is the average advertiser who hasn't been able to afford television advertising to this point is going to pay more per, per watcher but had the opportunity to target. So I think we're actually going to see opportunities for smaller business owners. I mean, there was some chat or, or some discussion in the chat room about this is going to be great for brands. 
Yes, it will, because they'll be first in, because they've already got the infrastructure to deal with it. But as advertisers catch up, I think it's going to present some good opportunities for smaller businesses, for you know the, the little pizza company here, to hit people based on their demographic and go, what I want is college students you know, in Victoria from this radius um, when they're watching TV at either 11 o'clock at night and they've got home from the pubs or from, you know, at, uh, at 5 o'clock, you know, heading into this zone around the campus. I want to feed my ad to them. So I think it'll also provide some opportunities um, for some people who haven't had the chance to advertise on television yet um, to go that route and, and, and start some uh, and deal with. Well, possibly. Sort of uh, possibly. We'll have to see how this all shakes out. We'll have to see who Google is making agreements with when it comes to commercial content. Uh, heck, we'll have to see what the visible surface looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't, we're not even positive what the playing field is going to look like. There's a couple of um, rough screenshots. Yeah. Um, I saw one on... Uh, I saw one over at Search Engine Watch in a Danny Goodwin article. I'm just going to throw the um, link to that article into the chat room. So there's a couple of uh, screenshots out there, but again, no idea if this is what it's actually going to look like. And if it is what it looks like, where do we work? You know? Well, I've also sent through, I just posted into the chat room as well. There is a little sneak peek if you watch the tour. Um, the Google has, so at google.com slash TV. Um, if you take the tour, um, it also does show some idea of, of what we're going to be dealing with once we get there. Um, of course, that's going to change. And you know what, like uh, um, I was arguing, well, not arguing, but, but pointing out um, when we were talking about Google Instant and Google Predictive Search, what we see at the beginning, and I think this is Alan's point as well, what we see at the beginning is not what we're going to see six months later. Right, I mean, we're, they're going to have a whole slew of problems. Early adopters, you know, and I, I probably will be one of them, um, are going to get kind of kicked in the butt a little bit because it, it's not going to work. <laughs> There's going to be problems, but down the road, uh, I think once they've got that perfected, once advertisers are on board and they've got enough advertising to support the system, um, I think it'll be present some great opportunities. But, um, you know, time will tell. Okay, well... Time will tell. Uh, and time is something, again, I don't think a lot of uh, search marketers or search uh, or, or webmasters really have. Um, this is changing so very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, another thing happened uh, in the social media world that was kind of seismic. Twitter wants to make some money. <laughs> what a novel concept. I know. So they want to do it so badly that one of the founders, Evan Williams, he stepped down. He was Twitter CEO. He stepped down in place of Dick Costello. Um, so there's a uh, Costello, I believe. I'm just confirming this now because, um, of course, I didn't get to do a lot of research before the darn show. Mm-hmm. Is a former Googleite. Mm. Did that make sense? I want to know more about Costello. That's what I want to do. Um, oh. Lincoln is going to make me sign in before I can find out information about him. Anyway, uh, Evan Williams stepping down is uh, clearly a sign, especially after like three weeks ago when they introduced a, a new page interface, that they do intend to, uh, well, again, start trying to make some money. Good for them. Um Speaking of making money, I'm going to take us on a slightly different tangent here. Speaking That's of making money, idea. though, and social media. Sorry. Pardon me? That was a dead story. That's probably a good <laughs> idea. 
Um, social media, making money. Um, and, and here we're actually going to add in um, border disputes. Um, Facebook <laughs> has just been, uh, well, this happened last Tuesday, um, had upheld. Um, there was a Montreal man, so uh, you know, a little closer to your neck of the woods. Uh, a Montreal man spamming Facebook uh, spammed approximately or spammed approximately four million accounts with everything ranging from penis enlargement ads and, and this sort of thing. Um, was taken to court in the United States. Um, was uh, was awarded, or well, the, the man himself was penalized. Facebook was awarded a, a settlement equal to a hundred dollars um, in damages, and, and anyways. Basically, it came out to a, a billion dollars. So, hundred in damages, hundred in penalties per person. Billion dollars by the time it was converted into Canadian, um, almost nine hundred million dollars um, U.S. Um, went to the Canadian courts, and they've upheld it. Um, the Quebec uh, Superior Court upheld the ruling. Um, so, the border is no longer um, any sort of protection against this. Now. Two months ago, the man had declared bankruptcy. So it all becomes a moot point, but um, this is certainly a warning to spammers um, that the border isn't a protective um, area. And something that I found interesting about this is it actually sets a precedent for the dollar amount for spamming um, in, in social media arenas. So I look at a billion and go, okay, that's, that's absolutely ridiculous. Like I mean, there's, well, there's this wasn't no just way spamming. This was he used to hack to gain entry to their accounts. He got yeah. them to give them somehow give him their usernames and passwords. Yeah, I don't so know how that happened. But he <laughs> lured them in, probably through some poorly designed uh, lead gen app. Who knows? Yeah. And then uh, got them to start. Uh, or then he started just shooting uh, Cialis, Viagra, penis enlargement cream. What a scale. Um, seriously, rub it on your penis, it'll get bigger. God, that, that is truth in advertising, but it's not really... Anyway, um, he's just started hitting him up with these... That blows me away. I can't believe I actually saw that. Um, and yeah, so it wasn't just spamming. It's, it's, it's the way that he did it. Um, right. I, I, I think that was a fine. Um and no, it wasn't anyone in Zimbabwe, uh Kiwi Krish. It was uh it was a guy from Montreal. And Canada's had a bad reputation for producing um asshole spammers. Yeah. We've made yeah. quite a few of them in fact. But uh you're right, Dave. Border is no protection any longer. If you're an asshole spammer and you're listening to this show, what the hell are you doing? But if you are listening to this show, stop doing what you're doing. Because um, if they catch you, they'll go all R-I-A-A on your ass. And, you know. Yeah. Um, well, is it worth $200 per user? Really? Is it? Because <laughs> you're not going to make that much. Uh, well, you know what? The Canadian dollar is about to rise to like 115 against the American, so... You know, if you are going to get caught, get caught now because it's a deal. <laughs> Save 15% on your fine. <laughs> Almost the HST. Um, Indeed. Okay. Um, anything else to cover before? I know you wanted to chat a little bit, so I'll let you take it. Before we um, head out, you wanted to chat about uh, Yahoo. and it's uh, Okay, Yahoo. New interface has been introduced. Um Yep, we chatted about that last week and laughed at it for a little bit. Yep. You know, compared it to Ask.com and all that sort of stuff. And it's not really quite like what Ask was doing. Uh, Yahoo says they're trying to streamline the search process. 
You know what, folks? Go try it out. Seriously, give it a try. We'll come back and laugh our asses off about it next week, 90% chance. But before that, go out and experiment with it a little bit, because maybe, maybe Yahoo is onto something. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, lastly, I got, I got one bit of house cleaning I got to do. I made a promise in December at uh, uh, AFCON uh, 2010 uh, Los Angeles. No, I'm sorry, AFCON 2009 Los Angeles. Um, I was handed a large pack of electronic cigarettes, okay? Mm -hmm. And the, the, the person gave it to me, and, and the, the, what I said I'd do for them if uh, they actually started working for me was I'd mention them on the air. Royal Electronic Cigarettes, and there's a bunch of different types of electronic cigarettes out there, have cut my smoking more than in half. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a heavy smoker. I, I guess I still am a heavy smoker, except I'm, half the time I'm smoking electronic cigarettes. And uh, I promised that I'd mention them on air. I'm probably going to write about it at one time or another, too, because if, you know, if you've ever been smoking as long as I have, quitting sucks. It's really hard. Um, so hats off to the guys at Royal, at Royal and the makers of Royal Blue Electronic Cigarettes. I just had to get that out of the way. Sorry if I got us in any trouble, Brass. But had to do it. Made a promise. <laughs> All right, and with that, I think we are. I don't know. I think we're at the end of it. Well, I think we've killed another hour. Um, but you know what? There's a great programming day coming up on WebmasterRadio.fm. Affiliate Marketing Insiders is a rerun. Uh, but Vanessa's coming on with uh, all-new office hours a couple hours from now. And um, we have Mr. James Martell coming into the house with Affiliate Marketing... Man! Hey, Brasco! Affiliate Buzz. Thank you. Thank you. That's half the problem. With Affiliate Buzz. Um, coming on uh, this afternoon, James Martell is amazing. Uh, Vanessa Fox is... Well, Vanessa Fox... Folks, stay tuned to WebmasterRadio.fm. This is uh, Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>